today and I heard running water in my apartment. Stop. And I'm like, oh, fuck. Because sometimes, you know, Chips likes to drink from the sink in the bathroom. So sometimes I'll turn the sink on for him and let him drink. But sometimes I forget that I do that and I leave Mm -hmm. the faucet kind of dripping for a really long time. Oh. So I was like, oh shit, did I do that? So then I go into the bathroom and it's not the faucet. And I'm like, where's it coming from? And it's coming from my shower, my combo bathtub shower. And I pull back the curtains and the hot water is just running. Not fully, but there's a steady stream running. And I'm like, (sighs) so I turned it off and I have no idea how long it was running for, but I'm assuming that it was Gabriel. (laughs) <laughs> I mean that is the alternative see the thing about living with cats is that you can explain a lot of weird stuff uh, mm. on, on your cats rather than supernatural activity so my brain went to oh chips was probably standing on these knobs and twisted the hot water one turned it on because that's definitely something he would do and then just went and took a nap on the couch and ran up my water bill so <laughs> Right. And it's like, you don't even know what time that started. No. Yeah. It could have been all day. He could have done that at like 10 in the morning or, you Mm -hmm. know, right after I left at eight o'clock in the morning. So, oh man, I hope, I I don't think it was though, because the water was still hot. And I would think that if it was running all day, that it would probably be out of hot water. True. So yeah, that's what I came home to today. Oh my gosh. I'd be so paranoid after that though. Oh, I'm definitely going to close my bathroom door every time I leave my apartment. <laughs> I can't trust him in there. I mean, he no. he's started with the toilet paper. He would run out the roll of toilet paper, tear it to shreds and leave it all over the place. <laughs> he digs through the garbage. I don't know what he's looking for, but he leaves that strewn all over the place. He really can't be trusted in there. So he's lost his bathroom privilege. Well, you know, <laughs> his human bathroom privileges. Right. Visiting hours are over. <laughs> yep. So Riverdale. Oh, we got more. I feel like we're working at something. We're going to yes. get something in the end. Cause th- it really, like you had said, when we texted, they're building up to something and they're giving us way more context in what should be happening, I guess, right? They gave us a surprising amount of information in this episode. Stuff that I thought that they were going to drag out for several more episodes. They just kind of mm-hmm. came out and told us in this one. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, we're not used to this. <laughs> Hold on. You're actually giving us answers? But then it makes me think, okay, well then what are we doing for the rest of this season if we right. already kind of know everybody's MO? But I guess we'll find out. I do, I do still have questions, but... Some of my major oh, yeah. questions from last time were already answered. And I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Check those off the list. Yeah. But I was, I was excited to, I mean, I think there's a part where I shrieked a little bit. I was a little excited by what we were given. Oh, excited. Yeah. It's a strong, strong term. That's a rare feeling to point out on the feelings wheel. <laughs> In reference to Riverdale. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. And this is I Hate It, Let's Watch It. I'm Lisa. I'm Dawn. And to get us started, here's our 60-second summary. 
Lots of information to process this week, so let's get right into it. Wrecked with guilt for essentially murdering Hiram, Veronica decides to hold a funeral and memorial service for Daddykins, an event Hermione deigns to attend, bringing her Real Housewives camera crew with her. Veronica's nearly assassinated herself, presumably at Hermosa's command, but she is saved at the last minute by her abuela's godson, Geraldo. We're watching you, Geraldo. Meanwhile, Archie and Betty are experiencing disturbances to their superpowers, possibly due to the mysterious properties of Palladium. But the timing couldn't be any worse, since TBK is running around making threats and leaving a trail of Glenn's body parts to taunt Betty, R.I.P. Glenn. TBK ultimately captures Archie, but before he can slice and dice, Bingo comes to the rescue and knocks him out the window. Jughead comes to terms with his hearing loss by switching mediums from prose novels to graphic novels, but with that acceptance comes a realization that he is now telepathic, so that's fun. Nana Rose reveals that she brought Abigail back from the spirit world to restore the blossoms to their former glory, but Abigail is quickly distracted by Tony, the very distant ancestor of her former lover, Thomasina. She vows to win Thomasina back, and there's definitely no way that plan can go awry. Okay, so one of the major things that I had been thinking about the last time was mm -hmm. why Nana Rose brought Abigail back from yeah. the spirit world or whatever. And she basically comes out and tells us. Britta directly asks her, so like, why'd you do this? And Nana Rose is like, well, you know, we have to restore the Blossom family name and reputation. And, you know, Abigail's going to do that. And I was like, oh, okay. There was no mystery behind <laughs> <Yeah>. it anymore. <laughs> okay. Dumb plan, but thank you for telling us what it is. <laughs> so we don't have yeah. to go on guessing. Why all of a sudden is she so involved and so talkative? Now she just doesn't shut up, I feel like. I know. She really has come into her own as a character and I don't like it because she, I feel like we're pretending not to remember all the horrible things she's done. Mm -hmm. And I haven't forgotten. <laughs> and I think it's yeah, very, no, none of us have, I think it's very fresh with the blossom bastards and all the people that they killed. And the fact that mm -hmm. Nana Rose knew all that was going on and just didn't say anything. So right. I don't know why she's still part of the main cast in a way where it feels like they want us to accept her as being a part of the main cast. You know, she's not like a Hiram or a Penelope to be a closer right. reference, but she is almost as evil as either one of them. I mean, honestly, for five seasons, she was in the background. She was like literally one of those gargoyles on the front steps, but just a, a statue in the house, I mm -hmm. felt like. Yeah, I mean, do you remember season in one Anna Rose where Betty was searching Jason's room because she was trying to put together their relationship yes. and whatever and Nana Rose comes out of nowhere she's like half blind she can't tell that it's Betty and not Polly and she starts talking to her like she's po like she was the fucking confused old lady in right, season and now one she is, <laughs> now she's she casting backwards. spells to bring spirits back from the dead it's like okay and the only thing I can think of really is that in this in terms of relationships and stuff like that at this point cheryl kind of has nobody she has britta so, well she has i know but i mean poor britta but oh we'll get to that <laughs> yeah at the same point maybe she just felt like okay i i can use cheryl's body as a vessel because no one's really gonna miss her yeah that's true so that's the only thing i could think of really I, I i hate this whole thing oh yeah like i really wish we were <laughs> done with the whole supernatural aspect yeah, well, there was plenty more of that going on in other aspects of the episode. But the thing that really bothers me about Abigail now inhabiting Cheryl's vessel is I find it extraordinarily creepy that oh, she's fixated on Tony, mm -hmm. even though this is not Thomasina. It's 
hundreds of years later and this is an entirely different human with a boyfriend and a child and I can tell where this is going and it's just going to be really uncomfortable to watch Abigail throw herself at Tony and pursue this relationship that is so creepy. I just I wrote Abigail trying to get into Tony's pants. Hilarious. <laughs> because honestly, like she just she sits at the bar and she's flirting a hardcore with her. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, slow your roll. You know, you're not you. You know, you're in Riverdale present day. Not right. She is not playing it cool. <laughs> no, like you're really I mean, yes, you admitted that. Oh, you look a lot like is your ancestor, Thomas, you know. Mm-hmm. We get that, but also you are not being smooth about this at all. Like no. it just was very, you're right. It was very creepy. And she acts very, um, what's the word? Not protective. Possessive. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I knew it was a P word. Yes. Very yeah. possessive of her. Right. She, she acts like this ancestor of Thomasina will know who she is and will feel this mm-hmm. bond with her and will just immediately fall in love with her because that's obviously how things work. It's just, oh, it's I'm so also, creepy. Yeah, it's very creepy. And now I'm kind of worried for Fangs. <laughs> yeah, because she's going to want him out of the picture. She's want him donezo. <laughs> Especially since his ancestor was the one who cursed her in the yep. first place or whatever. Yeah, yes. Cursed her to an unhappy life. And then didn't right. she, he killed Thomasina, right? Yeah. So that's not great. And I just, I thought that he was going to, she was going to do something about it right then and there. So I was surprised that she restrained right. herself. And the funniest part for me though, was how she acted like this teenager at home. Like she's dressed down, no makeup. And she's all like puffy, puffy. And she's like, I can't believe my love is. Oh with my the God. T-. And I I'm can't. like, what are we doing? Like, yeah, it's, it's like, she's not even really aware that Tony and Fangs could be different people from their ancestors. There's no comprehension that they're, that they're not the same people that she knew hundreds of years ago, just because they look similar. I do find it funny though, that like, I think we discussed this in episodes past or that the being bisexual or a lesbian Mm -hmm. or whatever seems hereditary in a way. Cause it's like, well, she was in love with Thomasina and now Cheryl's in love, you know, like bowls for every girl that shows up at Thornhill. And so when you heard Tony tell Cheryl, oh, crap, like we forgot to tell you, mm-hmm. like we're together, but we're still by. I love how they really quickly have to remind us. Yes, I know. Like, it's, it's okay. You're allowed to like each other. <laughs> I think oh that's God. more the show doing lip service and being like, um, we didn't get rid of the only, uh, you know, queer couple right, on right. the show. They're still here. They're just in a heterosexual relationship right now. <laughs> it's yeah. like, okay, thank you. We're going to take turns. Yeah, exactly. Um, we're just going to rotate around. Like I said, I think the most we're going to get out of this is Sangs is going to be in a little trouble, but yeah. I don't know how long they can make this go on for like this particular storyline no and I and to be honest I'm kind of I think my question now is how long is it going to take for Britta to realize that this is like a new brand of crazy that she is not equipped to deal with and should probably tell somebody what the fuck is going on because Mm -hmm. I think that would have been my first step she's pretty calm about this but as soon as as soon as Nana Rose revealed that this is sort of a malicious plot to take Riverdale back she might want to tell somebody (laughs) that this is going on because I don't think that 
they were going to take Riverdale back cleanly and fairly and without hurting people. So I feel like she should have intervened. Yeah. And I also feel with so many people gone, so many people like Hiram's dead now, RIP. It shouldn't be that hard to take Riverdale back. Right. I'm putting that in quotes. So, yeah, I, I don't understand why this is becoming such a, or they're trying to make it a decent plot line. I know. And I actually, I feel like all of this could have been avoided if instead of Cheryl demanding, uh, an official apology from the three from Archie, Betty, mm-hmm. and Jughead. If she had just demanded a seat on the board, right? Like that's all you really want, <laughs> right? Then just take a piece of leadership back, and and then we don't need to argue over the rest mm-hmm. of this bullshit. I don't know, but it's too late for that. <laughs> I do love how she shuns Nana Rose to the barn. Yes. I disagreed with almost everything Abigail did and said in this episode, but that I approve. I will allow it. That was actually pretty good. Yep. Yep. We're good. It's better than keeping a dead brother in the basement. Oh, that was. Is he still there, by the way? That was the thing. No, they got rid of him. They, I think. Oh, okay. Didn't they Viking funeral him? Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) How could I forget? Um, wow yeah they did yeah they did those never end well so i'm surprised it was smooth sailing no pun intended Ah, oh my god i actually (laughs) thought that was really good (laughs) you would mention oh what do i what do we want to get into now because i have so many things um so many highlights I think you just mentioned Hiram not too long ago being RIP. So I would like to talk about that because following this episode, I am slightly more convinced that Hiram is actually dead Mm -hmm. because we did spend a lot of time on this and Veronica processing her guilt and the whole funeral and wake and her family dynamics. So it makes me feel like this is legitimate, but that... Mm -hmm just pisses me off a lot more because I still feel like this wasn't done properly and it was very quick it was too quick yes and why go to the trouble of banishing Hiram from Riverdale just to kill him off screen if that's what was ultimately going to happen especially since Veronica and Archie literally talked about killing Hiram in that finale episode and then chickened out Mm -hmm. why do that back off and then come back and be like, oh, wait, I actually am going to do this now. And that's it. And have immediate regret for it. Right. It was a plan all along. And now it's all this. I mean, granted, she killed her dad or had her dad killed. But the amount of guilt she had, like, I don't think I've ever seen her so just in this type of, yeah, Mm -hmm. it was, it was weird to see. And like, I was a little annoyed that like she was able to squeeze out one more daddykins. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. And I found it very weird that his last words in that recording to her. That was so creepy. Like, why could, it was so creepy. That and like, whole why thing you, was so creepy. <laughs> and why couldn't you say this in the past? Like, I don't understand no, why yeah. it took. Hiram's a strange character in this show. He is very similar to what I was saying with Nana Rose before, where he is central to the story He's Mm -hmm. very involved. We're supposed to kind of like him, but he's also capable of doing these really horrible things that 
we should hate him for. And I, but I think when it comes to this, when, when we actually see that Veronica got to the point of realizing that she had to kill her father to stop him from hurting people, I think that's our confirmation that Hiram's a really bad guy and that's how we should feel about him. So it felt really strange to watch her go through all this grief and sadness and guilt and to hear his words to her trying to make up for being this horrible monster because none of it resonates for me. I'm still remembering the monster who attempted to kill Archie eight times and blew up a mine not caring about casualties because Archie was supposed to be in it Mm -hmm. and all these fucking things trying to frame him for murder. It's like just because he's dead now doesn't mean we can try and redeem him and his bad character. And the crazy one of the craziest parts is clearly hermosa puts a hit out on fucking veronica right and and i'm like is this gonna be a back and forth thing now like are they just <laughs> like is this now that hiram's dead is this now because hiram left veronica the rum business yeah thank god for that because i thought we were done with the rum business and i was real sad <laughs> <laughs> but wasn't it hermosa who was working on it or working with it so I feel like yeah we're gonna get this clash of something's gonna come yeah we're gonna get like a I mean she did go to Miami to do the rum business down there yeah so that could be a source of friction there and and now that she tried to have Veronica killed (laughs) there could be some tension there yeah but at the same time their favorite assassin is dead so (laughs) yeah that's true they'll have to find somebody new to put on that job but that brings up Geraldo he's adorable I yeah he's cute but I am suspicious I am watching him because new characters he also is yeah and he's he's, a great shot though he is clearly involved in whatever Mm -hmm. shadiness goes on in the Lodge family so I am wondering if we'll see more of him I wouldn't mind it but I'm just casually sus about him because oh yeah he is a little bit too good at the gangster life unless it's just from like protecting the grandmother yeah that too it could but everybody's up to no good in this show so i'm really not right trusting him he has that whole speech about you know people aren't good or bad and they're shades of gray and you know 50 shades of Geraldo, i guess (laughs) but i i think he was trying to help veronica absolve hiram and again, it's it's just not working for me. I, I think the world is a better place with Hiram being dead. You know, it was fun to watch him do his little shenanigans. But yeah. in the back of my mind, I was always kind of aware that this is a bad person. And in the real world, if we're going to have real world consequences, mm-hmm. he's a monster. He, there's nothing redeeming about him. And just because yeah, no. he eventually admits to Veronica that he's proud of her does not make him a good person. Mm-mm. And actually, it just makes their relationship all the more disgusting to me. And oh, definitely. What made it even worse was Hermione. Oh my God. Her whole guilt trip was disgusting to me. That was horrible. I and hated I was, that. And the whole time I'm sitting there and I'm watching, I'm like, she is mic'd right now. There are hidden cameras. <laughs> She is putting on the act of all acts. And then, of course, we find out later. She's like, can you redo that for the cameras? Right. I need to, like, come on. Like, she was never the best. But now, like, you have this big head because you're on television. And it's just like, 
and the name dropping. Oh, come to Thanksgiving, Andy and Anderson will be there. And it's like, are you serious? <laughs> well, they have to throw those little uh, right, you know, but it's just so funny how like they're really making her seem like she thinks this she's now this like elite bitch. Yes. Well, she is a bitch. And the she's a bitch. The conversation that bothered me the most was the one that they had off mic because mm-hmm. she basically said she felt second best to Veronica because Hiram loved her more and like that did not sit right with me first of all that that there was any sort of weird dynamic like that but second Uh of all the fact that she seemed to be placing some sort of blame on Veronica for paying more attention to her father it's like Veronica was a child because let's assume that we're mostly talking about high school Mm -hmm. Veronica was a child and Hiram was abusive it's yeah. like you can't blame your daughter for getting wrapped up in an abusive relationship with her father and then whine about how you didn't feel important or like she wanted to spend any time with you. That's just so right. fucked up. I couldn't get over it. I I was like, beside myself. I mean, to put that guilt trip on her when her entire high school career or from when she gets to Riverdale, at least, is her trying not to have her friends be killed by her <laughs> right <laughs> so i mean cut her some slack there yeah I, I mean i will allow that there's a weird inappropriate relationship between the two of them but that is not veronica's fault that is no. Hiram's fault and to put any sort of blame on veronica for that is just terrible parenting so the fact that she even wanted to recreate that conversation for the show i was like that doesn't make you look very good honey you're not gonna no. come out looking like a nice mom there oh my god disgusting definitely not i mean Clearly, both of them should never have been parents. And that's what I took from that. <laughs> yes. So we may be saying goodbye forever to Hiram, but I can't ever possibly rule out that he might make a miraculous recovery. Right? Like, so. this is Riverdale. So <laughs> yes, you I, never know. Yeah, we thought that people were dead before and they were not. So we've learned our lesson. We're just not ruling that out. Can we go into the jughead of it all? (laughs) I have a lot to say about the least, the character who spoke the less, but the least in the episode. Sorry. (laughs) The least. (laughs) The least. First of all, the first line he even says in the episode is, there was an explosion um, at Archie's house and I lost my hearing. I'm like, that is the most realistic sentence (laughs) of this whole show because it's like yeah that would happen if you were right next to an explosion that's a fact sure Uh yep but yeah the whole episode he's his hearing's getting worse and worse and of course he's being a stubborn fuck and tabitha's like come on learn asl like you know just something so you can communicate and we're just cue carding it up this whole time yeah is this what the show's gonna be from now on like (laughs) is he officially dead to read cue cards it was crazy and then the stupidest thing he could have ever fucking done was get on the motorcycle i'm like bro you're deaf they yeah they clearly wanted to show that he has a death wish at this point that he's just being reckless and feels like what the fuck you know just do whatever it doesn't matter i can't hear anyway my life is essentially over and now he can hear thoughts which seems very dangerous. (laughs) Yeah, and it's weird that it took this long to sink in because assuming that this is connected to the supernatural abilities Mm -hmm. that Archie and Betty received, 
this took a long time to reveal itself. And, you know, I thought initially with the cue cards, I thought they were going to do something. A couple of shows have done this. Uh, they'll do a silent episode. Oh, okay. have you ever seen? I, I, the only one that's coming to the top of my mind right now is Buffy. Oh, I didn't see that, but I, I, I have know. heard of episodes <laughs> done that way. Yes. So, oh shit. What? Oh no. I, I'm still thinking of Buffy. <laughs> I was because like apparently people said that the only reason that Buffy was good is because the dialogue was good. So Joss Whedon basically to show everybody that they were wrong decided to do this silent episode. Oh wow! I mean, I'd take a silent episode over a musical. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely! And you know, the silent episode of Buffy is one of my favorites of all time, and I think it's one of the better episodes overall. So I thought that they might do something like that because the show would <laughs> basically. Right. Well, well, yeah. But it does kind of require better writing than I think Riverdale has. Oh, yeah. It can be done, and it has been done. So, um, but I just don't think Riverdale has it has it in it. But yeah. regardless, I thought that it was a nice touch to have Jughead go from regular prose novels to graphic novels. It was yes. When I saw that, I was like, oh, that's that's a creative yeah. way to move this along. Yes, but like you said about the whole supernatural aspect of it I don't understand why he had to be deaf first because there are people that could just hear thoughts without being deaf right yeah unless so, <laughs> unless it sharpened his mind hearing by not being able to actually <laughs> I don't know right <laughs> I like don't know. he can't hear so he could draw better and then the know. weird thing about it is to as his power is coming into its own Archie and Betty are experiencing disturbances in their powers so but I wonder if that's why his got better. Like there's a weird um, shift in. <laughs> why am I thinking too much into this? I don't know. No, I, I, I know exactly what you're about to say. There's like only so much supernatural power available. And like Archie and Betty were sucking it all up at first. And now they're sharing it more evenly. Right. <laughs> but I don't know why. I don't know why that would be. That makes no sense. But sure, it could be that. I'm just glad he's better like we weren't I know he was pretty whiny and I wanted to feel bad for him because I'm sure it's very traumatic to lose your hearing like that all of a sudden and have to basically relearn how to live your life without your hearing but right he's so whiny and we've established him to be so insufferable that I think it's mm-hmm. hard <laughs> it's hard to feel bad for him at any point so absolutely oh well and speaking of the changing of power and the I have so many thoughts about was this the t- like was this the actual TBK? Okay, so um, we'll backtrack. Yeah, while Archie sits at the island and eats Doritos. Yes, <laughs> whole ranch to be exact. Whole ranch, the same uh, Doritos I believe that Hiram consumed. In no, season Hi- Hiram had the regular. Cheese. Really, nacho? Yes. Oh yep. wow. Okay. Yeah, they're trying to cover all the bases. And maybe they're trying to juxtapose them too. Like they wouldn't even eat the same kind of Doritos. Right. Like red means evil and blue yeah. is cool and good. Right. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> Again, here we, we go. It, we got here it. We got it. But yeah, so Betty keeps like saying she is getting migraines. And I'm like, you live in Riverdale. How have you never gotten a migraine before? Seriously, okay. I get a migraine every week watching this show. Right? <laughs> like you're the reason I get them. How have you not had them yet? And Archie's working on the house and, you know, his construction 
construction job yes working on the house and one of the guys from the crew finds a piece of palladium yes and and can i say similar to the rum business i was really concerned that we were never going to hear about palladium again so i'm really glad (laughs) that they snuck palladium back in here (laughs) and he hands it to archie and archie's like oh this was you know we got to keep some after them being in the mines and whatever I want you to have it. And this guy is like, no, 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 you know, you take it. And then we find out that it's Archie's kryptonite. <laughs> yeah. Lessens his powers. That's when I texted you and I said, I hate this show <laughs> or this show Seriously. is stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. It's just wild to me that these are the extremes we're going to. And then I even wrote, are they trying to turn the CW into primarily superhero shows? Yeah, or or just something in that sort of vein, the, the, the mystical. Yeah, I mean, we're not in One Tree Hill anymore. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I wish we were. <laughs> it's The Flash. It's Supergirl. It's Arrow. It's Kung Fu. <laughs> actually, I don't even know if Kung Fu is supernatural and stuff, but it seems I think like it, it is, might be. Actually. But yeah, so I'm like, okay, I guess Riverdale needed to join in on that a little bit. Okay, well, so at the same time that Archie is working on his house, Betty is trying to hunt down TBK and find Glenn, and she receives his foot in a box uh, at the office. And Which was a very seven moment, and I'm like, yes, what's in the box? I, I, I wrote it in my notes, what's in the box? Parentheses, Glenn's foot. So right. that was kind of upsetting because, you know, as douchey as Glenn might be, he did not deserve to be like Mr. Potato Head That's in this true. episode because- she just keeps finding parts of parts. him in garbage bags all over town. So Glenn is, at that point, we didn't know for sure Glenn was dead. Betty does say later that she found his head in one of the garbage bags. But initially we didn't. I'm just thinking, imagine trying to put Glenn back together with all these separate parts. <laughs> I thought there was still a chance that he could survive this. Oh, no, the two minutes. He's no, he's in too many pieces. pieces. I'm pretty sure by the end, he was just a torso and a head. And that's awful. (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised if he dissected the torso, though, at this point. Maybe. Like, really? Sounds like he's a messed up fuck. Yeah, I guess he just comes to the FBI office one night when Betty is working late or something yeah and here i thought it was like a dream or something but no he was there in all his trash bag glory he was wearing a full trash bag suit yes with duct tape covered in trash bags that was hilarious like we get it (laughs) and why the mask part yes because when he is with archie later he's just wearing the mask he's not wearing an entire trash bag suit so i don't know why he needed it for that moment but anyway (laughs) he's taunting betty and saying something about her headaches I don't know. I don't really understand. Betty isn't seeing auras. She's not seeing any auras at all on him or anybody else. Uh, Again, I just, I feel really annoyed that there's yet another serial killer who is obsessed with Betty. I love Betty, but there really isn't anything all that special about her that all these psychopaths should feel the need to kill for her. Yeah, like he wants to protect her. Right. I need to know like what's the relation at this point yes i need to know i also need (sighs) to know this but we're gonna have to wait i guess but so apparently when betty and archie have a discussion about the palladium being archie's kryptonite tbk overhears this 
and comes back to attack Archie with a bigger hunk of palladium and Mm -hmm. then brings him up to the attic and ties him to a beam and is planning to dismember him slowly over time for some reason because there's really no motive for this. Right, because Archie's not a threat to Betty, so I don't understand why you're after him. Yeah, so unless he's just competition or... Hiram isn't dead and he's the TBK. I mean, then sorry. <laughs> sorry. This, I, I like my brain is mush because this show really makes it that way. Well, what we find out though is that TBK is allegedly a worker because right. it's the worker who found the palladium who knocks yes. Archie out. So my question is. Is that guy really TBK or did he just get paid 50 bucks to knock Archie out and then turn him over to TBK? Could go either way, honestly. But I feel like it's too soon to reveal. Like there's no... Right. And there was nothing... nobody to us. Yeah. There was no investment when we found out that it was this construction worker. It was like, we've literally never heard of this guy before. He just turned up out of nowhere. Why would he suddenly care so much about Betty? and what she's doing and who she's involved with so and why would he still wear his mask in front of Archie if Archie had seen him knock him out the other theory that I have is the bum who was wearing the mask when when Betty went to sketch Allie and was like I'm not the TVK but he paid me 50 bucks to wear this mask and to give you a message of look in the garbage bags that's what I thought too. That felt really kind of suspicious to me, especially because I think we see that guy again in the preview for next week. So I think he comes back or at least is present in some way. So, right. and I always am a little bit suspicious of people who say I'm not the killer. Right, exactly. <laughs> My red flags go up, but we don't, we, we don't recognize that guy either. So I don't know what he would be to Betty or you know why he would care i don't know but who saves the day but bingo yes reformed uh dog fighter bingo <laughs> it's like we're watching a marvel movie with lassie rolled into one <laughs> i got really upset when he used that command i feel like that must be traumatic for yeah. bingo to remember what that was like to to be told to kill and be expected yeah. to actually kill but he didn't because no, the he just, TBK just fell out of the window yeah, he and ran knocked away. him out of window. <laughs> <laughs> Convenient. And when Archie describes it later on, he's like, the TBK ran off. And I'm like, well, that's not comforting at all. Yeah, thanks. Like, thanks he's for still that. alive. We also don't know how either of them get out because TBK had handcuffed Betty to the stairwell or whatever in the FBI office mm-hmm. and had tied Archie to that beam. So the next time we see them, they're both just together but we don't know how betty got out of her handcuffs or i mean if Archie the only thing got i could out... think of is that bingo i mean it was duct tape <laughs> so maybe bingo bingo chew through the tape i mean you never know everybody yeah. has powers Come i guess on. we have to suspend our disbelief to some extent but yeah i thought that was a little bit convenient and also alice was an idiot for not realizing that something weird was going on when tvk told archie to get rid of yeah. her he's like oh i'm up here but don't come up everything's fine though and then she's like all right well you're a stupid dog and he's like yeah okay okay leave leave him everything's he fine sounded like he was just caught masturbating for the first time 
<laughs> oh, no. Like, no, don't come up here. I'm okay. I'm okay. Don't, don't. I thought he sounded a bit more in distress than that. I think about this sometimes. I think about establishing uh, like a, a keyword or something mm-hmm. with my loved ones so that if I'm ever forced to make a phone call under duress, if I use it, that they would know that something was like not right. That is a smart thing to do. It would have to be very crafty though, because, you know, presumably they'd be listening and would kind of know. Uh, what right, you're like saying. you can't just say a random word like monopoly. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You monopoly for <laughs> exactly, but it could be like a, a way that you greet them or something, like something that you mm-hmm. would never normally say. Like, well, we shouldn't say it. Because... Ciao, Bella, or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't use that now because everyone's gonna yeah, know. No, right? All the serial killers coming after me are mm-hmm. gonna know. Yes, you never know. So it's just something to think about. Yeah, definitely. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that really oh, stood I out. Definitely have something else. Hold on. Oh, just a quick. It was a quick thing, but um, Tom Keller. Where did the accent come from? Yes. Okay. Did I thought I that? was the only one who noticed it, and I thought I, I was going crazy. Take. I thought I was going crazy because I was like, did he always have sort of a southern twang happening? No. <laughs> and I mean, this is convenient now that Kevin has to put his Broadway dreams on hold so that mm-hmm. he can stay and take care of the baby. And you know, I just I knew that was going to happen. It was just a matter of oh, how. Yeah. So stupid. But yeah, so Tom Keller has been spending a little bit too much time in the country, I guess. Seriously, like that was the weirdest thing. I was so caught off guard. I'm like, does he have a superpower that changes his accent? (laughs) Um, It's not really a superpower. (laughs) No, but I mean, like, did something happen to him where his accent changed? Like, you know how, like, there are people that are in comas for years and then they come out of them and somehow, like, have, like, a different accent? Like yeah, it's a real thing. That's brain damage, though. I feel like. Well, everybody in Riverdale is brain damage. <laughs> okay, you know what? I set you up for that. <laughs> That's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing, I was kind of, I didn't really know how to feel about the fact that Reggie was the only one who went to Hiram's funeral. Yes, nobody showed up. You could hate the guy, but go for her. Yeah, I, I actually feel very conflicted about it because I think. It's perfectly reasonable not to attend the funeral of somebody who tried to kill you. And as I was just saying not too long ago, I feel like we don't have to respect him in mm-hmm. death. Just, you know, because he died, he's still a bad person. I I just wish we had kind of seen, you know, and I feel like a better show probably would have delved more into their individual choices not to be there. You know, when this mm-hmm. show used yes. to be about relationships and friendships and all that kind of stuff, I think we might have seen Veronica talking to them or them talking to Veronica, explaining why they could not in good conscience be at this man's funeral right the fact that we didn't get an explanation from any of them didn't get to hear from them and we just had to hear it from her be like well you're the only one who came to the funeral and even to backtrack a little when she goes to the town meeting (laughs) and she announces it that was the weirdest thing radio silence and then just a segue into oh Percival Pickens yeah and I'm like Okay, again, you can hate the guy, rightfully so, but Veronica literally just told you her father died. Yeah. And nobody bats an eye. Yeah, nobody says, like, I'm sorry. Nothing, nothing. (laughs) 
I mean, after he, everything he put the town through, I don't know. I, like I said, I'm very conflicted on it and I don't a hundred percent feel bad for Veronica only because I think she's old enough to kind of understand that her father was a bad man. And so to mm. continue to, to worship him in the way, in the weird way that she does, I, I mean, that just could be that she's real fucked up from her upbringing but yeah and I think after that recording she's really not gonna I mean she's gonna hold on to that so she's right her feeling towards him is not gonna change at this point yeah I did really like that segue though it's like we close the chapter on Hiram being the big bad and then we just turn around and open the chapter of Percival Pickens coming to Riverdale because we know he's gonna be a problem and right just kind of asserting himself as a presence still don't know what he's up to definitely some land situation yeah it sounds i i have a feeling him and abigail are going to combine forces in a way because they do make reference to his ancestor who i'm pretty sure was a bad dude but maybe they cross paths because you know he could potentially be a reincarnation of that dude and like is trying to Nana Rose could have brought him on just to get Riverdale back. The reason that I think this is just because the reference to ancestors is so strong in that corner of the story Mm. that I'm like, all right, this probably has something to do with that. Alice did ask. She goes, oh, are you in any way related to... Right, right. Whatever. Yeah. And then he goes, I am, but don't worry. I'm not like him or what. And I'm like... Just like that guy isn't TBK. Yeah. I just don't trust Percival's intentions. I don't think we're supposed to, but I think if I'm going to make a prediction, I think his story will intertwine with Abigail's at some point. More than likely. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. The preview, I'm trying to remember what it was. All I remember was seeing the flash of the guy in that in Sketch Alley because I was already kind of thinking about him and then he appeared in the preview and I was like, gasp. I did see Penelope too. Yes, we get to and see she looked, Penelope again. She looked kind of terrifying. Was she? Okay, so the last time we saw her, she was creeping out of the bushes at graduation. Is that? No. Yes. No, 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 no. Because then she came back to start the ministry. And I don't and remember. She... Did she go back hiding in the wall or something? <laughs> Because Cheryl kind of ran her out. Cheryl and Kevin ran yeah. her out of the ministry. But like we, I don't think we ever, she ever said she was leaving. We just never saw her again. Right, exactly. There was no so like. she's probably in the wall. Yeah, that's probably why she looks scary. She's been in the yeah. wall the whole time. Right, exactly. So um, Penelope is going to come out of the wall and that can only mean good things. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't, I think there's more with TBK probably. Yeah. And I did see there was a shot of Jughead and Archie they were like sitting next to each other and then they look over like something gets their attention so I don't know what well that could be anything (laughs) that could be anything but it could be something really stupid (laughs) actually I'm sure it's something really stupid it it did look like they were at a bus stop but I don't think no no there are no bus stops left in Riverdale Dawn you know this (laughs) it was like a park bench or something I don't know (laughs) oh man I hope it's a bus stop Anyway, <laughs> that's what we have to look forward to. It is. And it does. And I haven't heard anything of any hiatuses yet. I know. I'm just waiting because there will be one or two. Oh, yeah. So They're very good at like springing it on us. <laughs> yeah. 
like okay we won't be back for two months like what yeah yeah don't appreciate that but oh well so yeah if you like us rate and review please yeah we love we love the reviews we really love the reviews yeah they make us real happy so yes and check out our merch all the links are in our bio all right till next time that's end game oh that's end game damn it <laughs> John, it's like your one line <laughs> all right let me do it again it's fine we got it we stuck the landing <laughs> did we no we did not <laughs>